Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 227 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to continue uh, based on what we spoke about in yesterday's episode, because uh, this week we are talking about topics uh, surrounding the idea of teaching your children about money. Okay, and yesterday we talked about what money was and the specific uses of money as a baseline, as a foundation uh, for our children and what they should know about money. But today we are going to jump into uh, the differences between saving and investing and that being a specific use of money, the saving column of using money. We really want to let our kids know what the differences in saving and investing are uh, and exactly how to employ them in their own life in order to get the most out of their financial situation. So stay tuned for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you guys need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Uh, just message me on any of the major social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let me know that you are interested in financial coaching. And you and I can sit down uh, and begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals, creating financial goals that are specific to your life and your money, and then helping you to reach long-term financial freedom, since that is the goal uh, for me to get each one of you to some form of long-term financial freedom in your own life. So yesterday I talked about teaching your children about the uses of money, right? And really uh, emulating those uses of money so uh, that your children can actually do the right things, make the right moves with their money, and ultimately be prosperous in their financial journey, right? Uh, but today I want to dig into one of those specific uses of money. We talked about three, uh, giving, saving, and spending. I want to jump into the saving portion, right? The saving part of the uses of money. Because uh, within that savings part, I've always said that there are really two parts, okay? There is actually saving money for emergencies and saving money for purchases, and there's saving money uh, in the form of investing, right? There's investing for your future. So we need to talk to our children about and teach our children about the difference between saving and investing. And I'm going to talk to you about exactly how you can go about doing that. Okay, but the first thing that we have to do is actually lay down uh, the line, lay down what is the difference, right? Because uh, these things actually sound really, really similar, right? I am investing my money, I'm saving my money, right? They, they kind of seem like it would be one and the same. Like, why do we use those interchangeably sometimes? Why, when we are investing, right, do sometimes we say we save our money, right? Well, no, you're investing your money. You're investing your money for your future. I guess we say saving because, uh, yeah, you're putting money aside for something. So that is money that you have saved, right? And technically money that you can get your hands on, uh, though there may be some repercussions, but you can get your hands on if need be, right? Uh, but we need to distinguish saving and investing so that we'll know that those are two distinctly different parts of our financial life and to teach our children that those are two distinct different parts of their financial lives and exactly how they should think about them uh, and the uses of their own money. So let's just start here. There is a big difference between saving and investing, and I'm going to give you a quick definition of each, and then we're going to dig into how you can teach your children how to do each and think about them uh, in their own individual way. So saving 
is setting aside money that you don't spend now for emergencies or for a future purpose. It's money you want to be able to access quickly with little or no risk and pay the least amount of taxes. Financial institutions offer a number of different savings options, right? That's an example. Financial institutions offer a bunch of savings options, and uh, those are things typically like high-yield savings accounts and savings accounts in general, checking accounts. You can even save money in a checking account, right? Uh, you can put money in CDs. I don't know why you would, but you could, right? Uh, and that would be saving. But what about investing? Okay. Investing is buying assets such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or real estate with the expectation that your investment will make money for you. Investments usually are selected to achieve long-term goals. Generally speaking, investments can be categorized as income investments or growth investments, right? Or they can do both. Okay. But regardless, right, we are talking about saving versus investing. Now, what do you notice uh, just right off the top when it comes to uh, those two different definitions? Saving seems very uh, precautionary and it seems more short term, right? Because saving is for something that may occur, right? So if you're saving for an emergency specifically, something that may occur that you may need money for, okay? So if you're saving for an emergency, then it's something that may occur that you may need money for. And we have to teach our children that emergencies are going to occur, right? We need to teach our children that there are going to be times that you are going to need money to cover something that you did not see coming, right? That that's very, very important to do. And having money saved, not necessarily money invested, money saved uh, in order to deal with emergencies is very, very important. That's why I teach in my financial action plan uh, that you should have an emergency fund. You should have an emergency fund of four to six months uh, of household expenses that can cover whatever you may need it to cover if you do actually come across uh, some big emergency, right? So we have to make clear that emergencies happen. We have to make clear that saving is for emergencies, right? But savings can also be for a future purchase, okay? You can save for some future purchase. Now, can you invest for a future purchase? Yes, you can, right? But again, that's where you distinguish really the short term versus the long term. Because I tell you guys all the time that you shouldn't invest in something if you don't want the money to stay there for at least five years, right? We don't want to invest over a short period of time because the things that we talk about investing in uh, over the short term can be extremely volatile, right? But we know that over the long term, we can make money and be able to invest in something else uh, if we choose to do so, right? But if we are saving for a future purchase, that may be something like a car, that may be something like, um, I don't know, something that is uh, relatively insignificant, but something that you may need, right? Something that may be coming that you know you're gonna need. Like if your house uh, has you know, an old heat and air system and you know you're gonna have to replace it, that may be something that you start saving up for, right? If you know that one of your kids is going to need braces, right? They've got uh, teeth like I had when I was a child, right? then you need to uh, go ahead and start saving for those braces, right? That is something that you would save up for, save up in order to do, right? Those are things we save for. Those are the type of purchases that we save for. You wouldn't necessarily invest for any of those, those uh, purposes. It wouldn't make uh, any sense. It wouldn't make any sense to put money away for five plus years when your kid needs braces uh, here in a couple months, right? Or when your car is getting old and you need a new car within the next year or so, it would not make sense to invest that money. And we have to articulate this to our children, right? We have to tell our children that yes, 
emergencies are going to occur, right? We can save for an emergency situation and we need to have money sitting aside that we don't touch that is saved for emergencies. That's a big deal. And that's hard for children to learn that, oh, there's money there, but I shouldn't touch it, right? I shouldn't spend it. I shouldn't use it for what I want to use it for, right? Because we have this very uh, consumerist mindset where we want to spend, spend, spend. And a lot of children have that view of money. I know I did as a child where it was like, okay, you get the money or you make the money and then you can spend it on what you want to spend it on, right? You don't have to worry uh, about, uh, you know, controlling yourself or controlling your actions when it comes to your money, right? But you need to teach your children that those emergency funds sit over there and they stay there, right? That's money that you can set aside and you don't touch. Now, a child doesn't necessarily need to have an emergency fund for themselves, but they need to understand what an emergency fund is and what it looks like. And then by the time they leave your house, they should have some type of emergency fund to go ahead and get them started, right? But you can have an emergency fund or you can save for a future purchase, right? We all know uh, that when kids hit uh, that 15, 16 year old mark, at least historically, I, I've heard that uh, a lot of people aren't doing this as much anymore. A lot of 16 year olds aren't as eager to drive uh, ha as they have been uh, in the past. But I know I was excited to get my own uh, vehicle and to be able to uh, drive. And I know that saving for a future purchase like a vehicle can be something where a child gets some skin in the game uh, with something that is kind of big and important to their life. They can save for that vehicle for themselves, right? And learn how to save for a vehicle that they may need in the future and learn that uh, there are things in life that you may want, right? There may be wants that, hey, I need to save up money in order to purchase that want, right? Or there may be a need. I need to save up money to purchase that need, right? And that the need should be classified and prioritized above the wants, right? But you can still have things that you want that you save money in order to purchase. You save money specific for those things. And you know, if your kid's getting a little older and wants to buy Christmas presents for people, right? Tell them that, hey, we need to be systematically saving. Uh, we need to make sure that we save money up for those future purchases because Christmas can get kind of expensive, right? So make sure that you are paying attention and saving money up uh, and not going into debt uh, in order to make future purchases. That is what saving allows you to do. Saving is, uh, I've told you before, at least the emergency fund, insurance against tragedy, right? It keeps uh, tragedies from hurting you. And that can be a good way to uh, teach your children if they understand what insurance is. That's some type of insurance from any tragedy that life may bring financially. Uh, is something that would be beneficial, something that would be useful to you, right? So we can teach them that, but we also can teach them uh, that it can keep us away from debt, that saving in and of itself keeps us away from going into debt. And I'll talk about debt quite a bit in tomorrow's episode, okay? But now we need to let them know that saving allows us to spend our money on the things that we need and want and not have to rely uh, on the bank to loan us money and not have to spend more than we should in, you know, interest on a loan or, um, you know, whatever other situation it may be where you borrow money, right? Uh, we don't have to spend more than we should uh, on the things that we want to purchase. We can just save uh, and purchase those things. That is the purpose of saving money. That is why we go about saving money. But when we invest, investing looks a little bit different. Now, I talked about your child's first car, uh, well, a reason that you may invest is so you can purchase your child their first car. Okay, but if you have a newborn, uh, like I'm going to have this week, right? If uh, you have a newborn, then uh, you have to look and go, okay, if I'm saving up for this future thing or investing for this future thing for my child, it's okay to go ahead and invest, right? I can go ahead and invest this money and let it grow for 15 years, 16 years, and 
put a lot of money towards uh, a car for my child. That doesn't mean that they don't have to have any skin in the game, but that means uh, that you can have that type of thing covered. And when the burden falls on you, uh, you won't be you know, shocked. You won't have a deer in the headlights. Look, you'll have the money in order to actually deal with it, right? So you can invest for things like that, right? Yes, that is saving up for something, uh, but it is a longer time horizon. Again, short-term versus long-term. That saving stuff seems to be very, very short-term, right? It seems to be something that we want to buy uh, within a year or two or three, right? It's something that, uh, you know, we're saving for emergencies that could happen uh, as quickly as tomorrow. But when we're investing for something, it is a longer-term thing. It's something where we take longer. We, uh, you know, really spread the money over the long, longer period of time, uh, and we will have to spend less getting to the same goal over a longer period than the saving in the short term, okay? Uh, so when we tell our kids about investing, what they need to understand is that investing is a way to grow the money that you have, okay? And it is a long-term goal. It's a long-term process uh, by which we grow the money that we have. We put our money into things. We purchase things that are going to increase in value, okay? And allow that money to set and grow and we add to it and add to it with money that we receive, right? In the same way that we may teach our kids to put a little money away uh, to save up for something that they want, right? Uh, eventually, right, when our kids kind of graduate to that next uh, portion of financial literacy, we need to be teaching them that you should put away a little money uh, into investments, right? Put away money that you're not going to touch for a long, long, long time, right? And not going to see for a long, long, long time, but that money is going to grow for you. That money is going to increase in value systematically over time, and we will continue to add and purchase and purchase those assets, right? Uh, that's something that we need to clarify when it comes to saving and investing with our kids is that saving, we're just sitting money aside. And yeah, you may get paid a little bit of interest from the bank, but basically you're just setting money aside, setting today's money aside. But investing is actually taking your money and not just setting it aside, but setting it uh, into something else that you purchased, right? Instead of purchasing something uh, that is either going to depreciate today or that you're just going to consume today. Instead, you go and you purchase assets. You purchase actual things that are going to increase in value over time, right? Things that uh, are not you know, going to depreciate, things that are not going to just simply be consumed, things that are going to go up in value, and then you are going to continue to buy those things that go up in value over and over and over again, uh, and then eventually you can sell some of those things that went up in value a lot and pay for whatever you need to pay for, whether it be uh, your retirement one day, whether it be your college, whether it be uh, whatever, whatever, right? Whatever you're saving for the long-term and investing for the long-term for, right? That's where we can use saving and investing very interchangeably. But again, investing has a long-term connotation. It has this connotation that we are spending more than five years on this particular project, right? We are taking our time, we are systematically putting money away, and we are actually purchasing assets, not just setting money in its own little pile like you would with your savings, okay? So we need to tell our kids this, and we need to explain to them how money increases in value, right? Yes, it's, it's important to note that money increases in value, but how does money increase in value? So teach them about what a stock is, right? Because we need to tell our kids that stocks, right, are basically just a piece of ownership of a company, 
right? So you own just a little fraction of ownership in a particular company and give them examples of a company that they actually know, right? Your kids know what Disney is. Tell them that you can own a little piece of Disney and they might want to own a piece of Disney and you guys may actually set up a custodial account and let them buy a share of Disney, right? Or partial shares of Disney or whatever uh, they can actually do, right? And show them that, if you buy a piece of a company that you know and a company that you understand, the company that makes a lot of sense over the long term, that is going to increase in value. It's going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and you own some of it, then your little piece of ownership is going to become bigger and bigger and more and more valuable, right? And buy them stocks that they understand either with your money or theirs, however you're setting up saving for your kid's future or however they are investing for their own future, right? Uh, however you're setting that up, right? Uh, then buy them stocks that they understand. Let them watch it with you. Let them look with you and understand uh, what these particular companies do and what these particular companies look like and why uh, we own them, right? Why we are owners, how we treat our investments as owners, right? Maybe it's not individual stocks, but maybe you buy like a a mutual fund or an ETF, right? If you're uh, investing in a 529 or a, a ESA for your child or an UTMA or UGMA for your child and you're putting money away uh, into mutual funds or ETFs for them, just open up the website, right? Vanguard's really good about this, but you can open up just about any website uh, that they sell the mutual funds or the ETFs and just go to the holdings of the mutual funds of the ETFs and just explain to your child exactly what's going on there, right? All that's going on within this fund is that, you know, there's somebody that uh, we give our money into this fund and they pool all this money together and go and buy all of these companies and show them companies that they know and that they love and that uh, they consume from, right? Um, you know, Hasbro is a company that makes toys, right? Show them that, yeah, you see this company, this company makes the toys that you play with. This toy that you like comes from this company. Or you see the shoes on your feet, the, the shoes on your feet come from this company, Nike uh, or Adidas or Under Armour or uh, whomever, right? Or you see this company, Apple, which is in most mutual funds, especially if you're buying an S&P 500, this is a really good example, right? You see this company, this company uh, makes our phones, right? This company makes uh, the iPad, this company makes whatever, right? And you can explain to your children very simply on a baseline level, right? That we are just buying pieces of ownership in these companies, right? And then those companies are getting bigger and more valuable by selling us goods and services, selling us products, right? Because we keep buying the products from them, their uh, value continues to rise. And when their value rises, if you are an owner, your value rises in the particular amount that you own as well. Right? That's something that you can explain that to a child. Again, things can be age appropriate, right? But you can explain to a child uh, that things can increase in value, that things can get more valuable over time. And you can explain to them and teach them uh, exactly, you know, again, based on their age and based on their level of understanding, uh, how if you buy different things, how they are going to create value for you over the long term and how buying these particular assets is going to be beneficial to you over the long term, how it is different from saving, right? How it is actually purchasing an asset that's going to appreciate instead of just setting your money aside. This is extremely important. And if we can get our kids to understand this, we can get them to understand uh, that the reasons that we invest, right? The reasons that it's important to invest, how investing actually works, then 
your kids are going to be far more likely to invest for themselves. And if your kids invest for themselves, then that is going to put them in a fantastic uh, financial situation moving forward. And it can help you uh, when it comes to you, know, you leaving money behind to your kids to know that your kids know what to do with the money that you leave behind to them. Okay, you leave money behind to your children and know that they're not going to blow it all and that they know how to invest it. They know what investing is. They know how to move forward in buying mutual funds and buying ETFs. And as they get older and you teach them, they know, you know, how to uh, roll over money from different types of accounts. You know, if you've been left money uh, in an inheritance, maybe they've listened to this show uh, with you as they get older. Right. I know I cover some things that are a little more uh, nuanced sometimes, but a lot of the things that I cover is very, very simple uh, and you can figure out how to do on your own, no problem, right? Uh, so we need to teach our children these things. We need to make the distinction between investing and saving. Now, another big thing with investing that we need to talk to our kids about is the fact that at some point in the future, you're not going to be able to work anymore, right? Or you're going to choose not to work anymore, right? So what you are trying to do is trying to build up enough investments so those investments can pay you and you don't have to be paid just from a job, right? And help them to understand that the importance of investing really comes from the fact that if you don't invest for your future, then all of your money is only ever going to come from the income that you have. If you just consume your income or spend your income on your needs and wants, right, then you're not going to have anything left. You're not going to have anything left over uh, that can help you if you need it. You're not going to have anything left over that when you get older, you can use that money uh, for your future. You need to help them to see uh, that investing is going to help you to live the life that you've always wanted to live. It's going to help you to be able to retire. It's going to help you to not have to work your entire life. And then even on top of that, right, I talked about showing your kids how, uh, you know, companies grow and explaining them, you know, how you make money and things like that. If there's one investment topic that your children have to know, they have to know, it's compound interest. Your kids need to know how money compounds. They need to know that, hey, if I put away $158 a month over 40 years, right, I can have a million dollars if I make 10% a year, right? They need to know that there is a possibility of being a millionaire and that possibility is not too far-fetched. It's not too far-fetched that you build over a million dollars in assets if you start early enough and if and or if you invest enough money for your future. You can absolutely do that. You need to give your kids hope and that hope really does come from time and compound interest. And the more you teach them about that, the more they may be motivated as they are younger to put money away and to invest money uh, and have money that's growing for themselves, right? Because a very little amount for somebody who is young will grow to a very great amount uh, as they get to an older age, right? Time is one of the biggest components of compound interest. And if we can teach our children to grasp this idea and to start as early as possible with investing for their future, uh, then they can be far better off uh, than we may ever have expected uh, if we just are intentional about teaching them about compound interest. And don't just teach them about the investing portion of compound interest. Teach them also about the debt portion of compound interest, which I'll, I'll talk more about in tomorrow's episode. Uh, but of course, the debt portion of compound interest is your money compounding in the wrong way, right? Uh, you see interest compounding on a credit card or on uh, you know some loan that you have, some student loans or whatever, right? Uh, you see 
compounding in those places too. And that is costing you money. We have to teach our children compound interest and it's not difficult to teach. Any fourth grader who can do basic multiplication can be taught compound interest and they can be taught to work it out on their own, right? Anybody younger than that, you can just teach them that money grows in this way. And then you can actually work through the math with a kid as they can actually do some multiplication. Okay. This should not be too difficult. It should not be too difficult to sit down and have these honest conversations with your kids, but you have to be intentional. You have to make the decision that it is important enough to their future that they know how to deal with their finances. They know how to deal with their money. Okay. That you've sat down and you've taught them and you've showed them the differences and things and you've showed them how to use money and uh, you know how you use money and what you do, right? And they are able to emulate and do the same things and learn and grow in their own financial journey. Okay, that is so, so, so vital. Okay, again, if they're able to do well as they get older, then they're gonna be less reliant on you. So you're really saving yourself money over time uh, by teaching your children how to use money properly. Okay, then, Something else that we need to talk about when it comes to investing, uh, when it comes to our children and investing, is your own actual investments, okay? Now, I'm not suggesting that you show your kids dollar amounts. Not necessarily. If you feel comfortable with that, fine, okay? But you have to make clear that this is mommy and daddy's money, or this is daddy's money, or this is mommy's money, right? Uh, this is... Uh, what we have, right? This is not your money. This is my money. You don't have this money. I do, right? You're not rich. I'm rich, okay? Uh, you need to make that clear to your child. But um, otherwise, you don't have to show them dollar amounts, but you should show them some things you're invested in. You should show them how often you invest, right? You should do some math with them if they're old enough uh, to teach them, you know, based on where you're at and what you have, if you put away this much a month, this is what you'll have in the future, right? Again, just as much disclosure as you want to have with your children. Because again, right, this goes back to an idea I started talking about yesterday, but I want to keep hitting this home, right? More is caught than taught. Our children are going to see more from us and emulate more from us uh, than they are going to listen to what we say. They will watch. They will see what you're doing. They'll see if it's working, right? They will test for themselves whether or not it works, okay? Now, sometimes a lot of what kids will do is that uh, they'll try to test things out for their own, their own way, and they'll try to do something different from their parents, and it won't work first, and then they'll come back to the thing that works, okay? So even that is okay, but at least they see the thing that works first, okay? And then they know what to come back to. They know exactly what they have strayed from, right? And they can come back to the right path and actually work uh, to invest in the proper way, Okay, but in learning how to invest, it's good to see somebody else who does it, right? It's good to see somebody else uh, who can help you along the way, somebody else who's actually working that same process. I know in having friends that invest and being able to talk about investing with friends and, talk about and talking about investments uh, even with my wife, even with your spouse, right, uh, can be a very useful thing because it can remind you uh, that you're not in this alone. It can remind you uh, there are other people out there to bounce ideas off of and other people out there uh, who you can talk to about uh, your investing process and your investing mindset. And that can be extremely useful. And teaching your kids that, teaching your kids 
uh, to be you know more open and honest about uh, how they go about thinking through their investments and providing a safe space for them to ask you questions and to, for you to show them exactly what's going on in your financial life, which I know it's such a it's such a taboo thing it seems nowadays to tell your kids about your money, right, or tell your kids about uh, those types of things that are going on in your adult life, right? But we have to prepare them for adult life. We have to prepare them to actually live out an adult life, and a big part of an adult life is managing their money and a big part of managing their money is saving for their future is investing for their future and if they don't know what that looks like they don't know how to do that then they're far less likely to do so and they're far less likely to trust your opinion if you're not showing them how to do so okay so you have to create that safe space you have to create that place where your children can ask you questions and they can know that you actually know what you're talking about and you're actually living it out in your own life. And then when it comes to investing, lastly, I won't beat a dead horse here, but uh, the last thing that uh, you really need to talk about with your kids about investing, and this may take some time and it may be when they're a little older uh, that you can talk to them about this, but you need to talk to them about investing and taxes, right? And capital gains taxes and the growth of money and all those different types of things. You need to talk to them about uh, investing in different types of accounts and the types of accounts that you have and why they are beneficial to you to have those different types of accounts that grow in different ways and are taxed in different ways and things like that. And that's a little more nuanced, right? But you can teach a high schooler how that works. That's not hard, right? They're still under your roof. And if you've um, you know, been building those financial foundational steps along the way, then you should be able to talk to them about those things uh, and teach them exactly how they work uh, and it shouldn't be far too difficult to understand. Look, money is not hard. People think that money is hard just because they were never taught it. Think about if you were taught some of these concepts that we talk about on this show every day uh, when you were in grade school, right? How much better would you be at managing money today if some of these things were just you know, well-known when you were eight, right? When you were seven, some of these foundational concepts, uses of money, things of the like, right? Uh, it would be far different for us if we would have learned these far earlier. Right. So just because you may think, well, I just learned this. My child doesn't need to learn this. That's not the case. Right. If you can start your child earlier, they will absorb that information. And even though they can't just put it right to work or they don't know how to put it to work yet or they don't have it exactly down, that's OK. Repetition and time will allow them to get it right. Right. So don't think that a child can't understand what you're talking about. Obviously, know their competence level, know where they're at in maturity, where they're at in age, where they're at in mathematics and how they can understand some basic arithmetic, you know, multiplication and division type things and showing them how money grows and things of the like. But other than that, you can teach your kids money topics. The thing is, you don't want to. You're not comfortable with it. And in a lot of cases, you are not in a place where you think you are financially sound and you want to be financially sound before you talk to your kids about money and you're just uncomfortable with the whole concept. You need to become more comfortable with it because if you don't talk to them about money or teach them about money, right, the world will teach them about money. And the world teaches that money is something that you spend, you spend, you spend, you spend. And guess what? Money goes away and you don't have money. And money is something that, you know, oh, you don't need it. You can, you know, take out debt and you can, uh, you know, spend other people's money. That's what the world teaches. We don't want that to be what our kids learn. We want our kids to learn good foundational finance topics. Uh, and we want them to be able to put them into play as early as possible. So 
Again, all this was about the difference between saving and investing, but I did want to motivate you guys here at the end to talk to your kids and be very intentional because I promise you it will be worth it. And you teach them how to save, you teach them how to invest. These are some of the biggest financial habits uh, that will help them along the way to get to where they want to be in their long-term financial future. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just message me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of the major social media Uh, platforms and I will get back to you. Uh, Just tell me that you are interested in financial coaching uh, and me and you can get together and start working towards your long-term financial goals, creating some financial goals for you that are attainable and things that you can do in your financial life and obviously pushing you guys towards long-term financial freedom because that is my ultimate goal for you. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about teaching your kids about debt uh, and why that is so important uh, in informing their financial lives. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.